1: low prices and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com.
0: Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host Trevor and I cannot play F1 Manager 23, and I'm sad about it.
2: I'm Jay, and I'm going to be installing Baldur's Gate 3 today. Oh, wow. Uh, Uh,
0: Release, uh, full release is today, isn't it? Oh. Yes. Oh, that's exciting. So did you guys see the humble bundle that sold all the enhanced editions of... uh,
2: Yeah, of the old ones.
0: Of the old ones i'm considering going i never finished either of the first two oh um, really not
1: finishing two seems like a nerd crime almost That that's sad uh, so
0: in both of them i got like probably 20 or 30 hours in and then i can't remember one of them um i had a computer crash and had to rebuild and i, I somehow missed my save file okay I, it, I didn't broke I your didn't, spirit sure yeah it broke my spirit and then i can't remember what the why i didn't finish the other one probably just got I think in the other one, I got to a fight that I couldn't beat. And mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, my only save was like right before the fight and I couldn't, I couldn't get past it. And so I, I just kind of quit. Um, yeah. Anyway, I have a lot of the, like a lot of the surrounding lore because I've played enough of them. I just don't have the endings to them complete. So I was considering going back and replaying the humble bundle had both of those and Icewind Dale and, um, planescape torment and it's still available i mean i don't know when this episode is going to come out for the average person but um you should go look for it if you're interested it also has um uh, the enhanced edition of neverwinter nights and all and a bunch of um, modules that were made afterwards and i have beat neverwinter nights and all the expansions uh, and i have beat it multiple times
2: and i beat it like a drum <laughs> Okay, well <laughs> I'm
1: Josh and I'm I wanna have a curmudgeonly old man I don't understand moment here for just a second. Okay. I don't understand math trades. I don't understand humble bundles.
0: Wait, I thought and you were a humble bundles subscriber.
1: I don't understand kids these days, I guess. I don't know what the number three was. I am a subscriber and I I don't understand it. I I don't think I've ever used it appropriately. Oh. Okay. like I get the emails and it's like your games are ready to play. I'm like, oh, that sounds exciting. Right. So then I go and I, (laughs) you know, inevitably I forgot my password. And so when I finally remember my password and get logged into the Humble Bundle thing and it shows me five games or whatever, I'm like, okay, now what do I do? And then when I click on them, it feels like I have to pay money for them. So I'm like, what the freak is a subscription even doing for me?
0: (laughs) i don't i don't know i can't answer that
1: i think it's giving me a discount anyway it's not what i expected i expected the subscription to be like here we're dumping five new games on you once a month or whatever
0: uh the patch that came out today for f1 manager did not fix my issue
1: sad these these are sad times. uh yeah so i also don't understand math trades because i have tickets trevor you should get tickets jay you should consider getting tickets but i have tickets to saltcon end of summer which is hold on just a half a moment it's like september it's like the very first weekend in september september 2nd yeah so it's like for the first second third is is saltcon um they call it saltcon in the summer and they have a math trade going on which they do every time right and i was like you know what i there's i got a lot of games that i would be happy to like put out there and potentially trade for something else right I mean I got I got a couple unopened things that I know I'm never going to play. I got stuff that I'm like I'm just not I'm never going to go back to this yada yada. So I'm like, "Oh, I'll try this math trade thing out." It is the most Byzantine process that I think I can I could <laughs> I could have conceived of. I I can't I've not figured it out yet. So send help. That's all. Old man fell in the shower. Something something.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know the first thing about math trades. So I I know that you put in like your wants and apparently there's some algorithm that like aligns you with the things you want and you 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 put in your games that you want to give and they get aligned with other people and then there's a big like mad trade at the end where you know you go pick up your games but i don't necessarily know how all that works sorry are you who's going with you are you going alone
1: i mean right now i have tickets for like all of my immediate family members which that is just my excuse to buy as many tickets as possible uh and my baby so should
0: i just wait until they drop out potentially yes you
1: should potentially yes (laughs) my baby brother will go i think he's got his own ticket and i think one uh flatland will be going he went this last one Anyway, is, uh has become a much more accessible, almost BGGCon-like experience to me. So I, I have enjoyed the past couple times I've gone. They just do a really good job. And frankly, if they have Obsession in their library, I will be checking it out and playing it, uh, as the kiddies say, IRL when I, get, when I get there.
2: So am I correct in assuming or guessing that I'm the only one that is going to be doing Baldur's Gate 3?
1: Um I, I would say, say it, at this stage in life, yes.
0: Yeah, I will do it eventually. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen today. I mean, my I did buy the Humble Bundle. The chances of me going back and playing them the the you know, the first two and Planescape Torment and um I might even play the enhanced edition of um uh Neverwinter Nights. Um
1: and so part I'm of like, the problem is that you don't feel like you would go on to Baldur's Gate 3 until you had done the the old ones, the original ones.
0: I mean, that's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> but I'm, the more I think about it, the, the, like, the less likely I would complete any of those games. Uh-huh. So why wouldn't I just like watch, you know, the YouTube uh, mm-hmm. summary of those games and then just jump into three? Because if I, if I commit to I'm going to play Baldur's Gate 1, 2, Icewind Dale, Planescape Torment, I'll probably skip Neverwinter Nights because I, I, I even remember the plot line because um, I played so much you of it. You played
2: so much Neverwinter Nights, you know? yeah.
0: Yeah, um, so if I if I just play the others, like it'll literally be 10 years or more before I get to Baldur's Gate 3. I mean, I just finished <laughs> this year uh, XCOM 1. So, you know, that gives you a time range of what we're talking about. I feel like this is like
1: real character growth. If you um, if you end up basic because basically you have to overcome your completionist nature to even consider doing this. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, this is what it feels like to me just watching you. Um, I would have a hard time doing it. The, the funny thing is, is uh, I completed. um, oh, What are they called? Uh. Sorry, I can't think of the name of the game. Mass Effect. Mass Effect oh, 1. Oh, okay. I, I completed Mass Effect 1 and 2 and never went on. I never went to 3. So, you know, my completionist nature... I completed those, basically, because I felt like I was missing part of the um, nerd zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. But the way I completed them was by turning the difficulty, you know, way down just so I could complete them Just quickly. go to
1: story mode, basically.
0: Yeah, so um, I don't know if... I don't remember if Baldur's Gate has a difficulty that you can turn down that I could just play to get through the story mode. But even if I did, like the combats, the the exploration, the amount of time taken. Just the time
1: alone, yeah. Yeah,
0: even even on easy. The, the games are not small.
1: It does feel to me like you have, you know, uh, provided your own wisdom to yourself of you should just YouTube the stories of the old ones and then... <laughs>
0: Okay, but I have a question for you. I'm ready. Why did I buy the games
2: then? <laughs> to support the industry? Question mark. Because there's a grand tradition of chain attack hosts buying games that <laughs> they're not going to play.
0: Um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, go to, I'm going to also state that the Baldur's Gate Enhanced Editions uh, that I bought for the PC, I already owned on iPad. <laughs> So, and I've also considered buying them on Switch. So, there is that.
2: Uh, Too funny. We are strange creatures. Yeah, I'm considering uh, um, doing Torment again from on the the iPad.
1: Jay, how likely are you feeling it is that you will play Baldur's Gate 3 a significant amount?
2: Um, I feel irrationally confident. Okay, yeah,
3: yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, it is irrational for you. You're right.
2: <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> is
0: it, it? I haven't looked at it. Much. Is it turn based or is it um, live like Neverwinter Nights, but you can pause with the space bar?
2: Um, I don't know. I um, I've reached the the stage of my old manitude where basically it's very rare for me to. Like, I, I don't care about, I don't want to hear about your game that's coming out in the future because you're <laughs> full of lies and it's not coming out in the future. Or it's certainly not coming out when you're saying it's coming out. And so once it actually is coming out, I'll I'll actually look at it. And, uh, yeah, but so I, it, you... it, it actually is coming out. And so now I'll look at it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you play Neverwinter Nights?
2: Uh yeah, yeah. I've all of the all of those old, you know, Obsidian and BioWare games. I I've played all of them.
0: Oh, did you play KOTOR as well?
2: Yeah, I've I beat I think both of the KOTOR games.
0: Okay. So, are you okay with, you know, that type of combat like KOTOR and Neverwinter Nights style? Cuz I'm guessing uh, that's what it's going to be like.
2: Yeah, I would assume so probably. I mean, it's not my preference because you know, why why ruin perfection? <laughs> yeah, with turn-based <laughs> combat when uh, when you don't have to, but you know whatever.
0: I I I really actually really like the combat in Neverwinter Nights. Um, the playing a spellcaster is not hard because you can just you know use the spacebar a lot to pause combat to cast your spells or to set up your combos and uh, make sure that things are happening the way you want to so yeah it, it wasn't i liked it so
2: well news and announcements with the gaming industry i got a a message from sung su with a link to best buy for uh Lorcana product this morning and so sadly by the time i i did it the booster boxes were were gone but i bought Fifteen starter boxes at full retail, uh, because that's the world that we now live in. Where?
1: Because your distribution channels, you're not able to get them.
2: Um. So I put in an order of four hundred booster boxes. That is, this is some this is some hot bowl I'm hearing. Carry on, I'm listening. And what, what <laughs> what's your guess, Josh, on what my allocation on booster boxes ended up being?
1: Like I'm gonna guess you so, you said you ordered four hundred. Yes. I'm gonna guess twenty. Twenty. Get... Oh, I was pretty close. Oh, what were
2: you gonna guess? Sorry, I interrupted you, Trevor. You uh, I was I
0: was time. gonna guess four.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you got way yeah. more than I expected. Yeah. And well, I I am. So here's here's the thing. They don't really have a a sealed format, and uh, we're we're signed up. We're one of the few stores that got approved to do organized play for Lorcanna. Mm-hmm. but. You know what how I don't know how we're going to run events because how are people going to have product to play? and you know I don't I don't know so and we're also for a long time our our standard policy and and this has kind of been, I guess this is all the fault of magic, but we have basically all of our um, collectible card games sealed product. We just sell at market price. And so, you know, that means that and, and I guess the kind of the logic behind it, there's you know, if, if something's not popular, then it's it's lower than what you would expect the suggested retail to be. If it is popular, then it's it's higher than you would expect. Um, but it does prevent you know, if you don't do that, then obviously people will come, they'll they'll be like, Oh, you're selling, you know, X box of magic cards at this price and the online price is fifty dollars more, a hundred dollars more, uh, you know, I'll buy all you have and sell them online. And so Mm, it it does at least prevent that. But prevents you from creating your own competitors. Yeah. Well, and it it at least keeps um you know, they sent uh they sent out a letter to retailers saying so we're we're getting the game stores are getting our product two weeks before the big boxes. And part of their contract with Ravensburger is we can't sell through third party sites Mm -hmm. like TCG player or Amazon, et cetera. You can sell it on your own website. And then they sent a letter asking us to not sell online during that, you know, two weeks of exclusivity and to try to sell in store so that people can, uh, you know, get product and start playing in stores. But I, my, my issue kind of is that I feel like the, the current market price on them is so high that it kind of feels like the people who are going to be buying this are all going to be investors or speculators and not people who are going to actually be opening up the cards and playing the game. So
1: that gives me the sads a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're gonna. Our plan is to, you know, the the suggested retail on a box is $144, and the will probably the market price on them online will probably, And actually, we we also we sell we sell our stuff at actually 10% off of what the market price is because then people f- feel a little bit more like they're getting a bit of a uh, a deal. Mm-hmm. And It also, by the time you have the fees on like TCG Player or whatever, it's people can't buy out the entire collection and make a profit. And so, but anyways, I mean, you know, if we're if we're selling boxes at two hundred fifty dollars, three hundred dollars, you know, who's who's buying that and making a deck with those cards? (laughs) So yeah,
0: I I you know it it if it is i don't know what percentage it is where where it's speculators buying that i want the game to fail but i'm, I'm <laughs> but there is a percentage <laughs> there's a percentage like if, if you, let's say you know I, I i don't want the real players to get hurt but like it let's right. say there's 60 percent of the boxes being sold are going to speculators i, I kind of want it to fail at that point <laughs> just to burn those people yeah
1: Man, I'm like, uh, so tell me again, how much am I paying for a box? Is there one I can have you set aside for me? I mean, cause I'm like, I am like genuinely interested in the game. I, I am not the
2: speculator I mean, that, uh, we, should yeah, I mean, guess. we can, we can save product for you. The, the, the other thing is that, and honestly besides the, uh, the booster box, some of their other product is, is more what I think you would want. Oh, like interesting. Uh huh. Okay. They have, uh, um, you know starter boxes et cetera, starter decks that you would probably like better that you could just buy that and then start playing the game with your kids or whatever right
1: i mean i really just want some boosters so i can crack one and uh have a stitch card so i can burn it
2: ah! <laughs> man i hate that character so much
3: did you
1: guys
2: <laughs> Do you okay? So first off, why why do you hate his character so much? Yeah, I, don't
1: I gotta know. hear this. I, I just hated that. I just I've only ever seen the movie the one time, you know. I just found him so annoying at the time. I think he like wedged himself in my curmudgeonly psyche, you know. Like
0: huh. he's like I, what he's probably my daughter's. I don't know. If she's he's my her favorite, but there a are certain, a lot of people up that, there
1: that love stitch and i'm just like oh i clearly missed the boat i mean he's really like an anti-hero isn't he isn't that a fair description uh, <laughs> yeah i would say so yeah jay Jay's is in the disagree on yeah, anyway that's not really what I, I i you know clearly i want like a tinkerbell card or something i just the freaking art looks so freaking good in this game
2: right a real quick story on stitch okay so uh it's 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 the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Corporation, and so at Disneyland, they're doing a bunch of celebration things for the anniversary. One of the things they've done is previously the name cards, that or the name tags that that people had, that the cast members that were working in the parks they would say their hometown. And the for to celebrate the 100th anniversary, one of the things they've done is uh, the cast members could pick their favorite character and it would say their name. And then their favorite character instead of okay. town. Okay. And so,
1: and it started a riot.
2: Um, well, stitch was the most selected character by the cast members.
1: Like the clear winner.
2: I mean, there, there was only one number one and it was stitch. I'm just out of touch. I guess he's, he's crazy. Popular. <laughs> well good uh, it is I guess I'll I, try I, to
1: build up my collection of stitch cards just to speculate off, off off of those
2: I do feel happy for the cast members that they changed that because I know there were some times where
1: oh did the hometown thing like
2: well there would be like sometimes be like creepy guests that would be like asking questions about their hometown or like kind of trying to stalk or like Ugh, this. yuck can't have nice things because people yeah. so
1: <laughs> people ruined them yeah. yeah interesting all right well yeah you you get me whichever version of that product uh is best i trust my i trust my drug dealer
2: okay <laughs> <laughs> so we decided that there could be no better use of a podcast than having uh, two middle-aged oh white guys. My gosh, the way you're about to say this, <laughs> share their thoughts about Barbie the movie. Look, one of which has four daughters. That's true, and one of which is gay. <laughs> uh, and I, I was actually one of my, one of my few complaints about this show was that uh, I was hoping that that there would be more gay jokes in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there were some good ones though, right? Like. Oh, Not as many God. as I. Was uh, that's but, fair.
2: That's fair. So, so I, I am. I am curious, Josh. Who who did you go to the movie with, and what was your experience like?
1: Uh, I went with just my wife. So okay. what happened with this movie? And this movie was on my radar. I, I I felt like, oh, I probably need to see this. This seems like it will have a little bit of a cultural touchstone effect, right? Um, but all. Four of my daughters saw it like ASAP when it came out, right? Okay. Like, like my second daughter and her husband went and saw it and, you know, we have a family group text and and she's like, oh my gosh, I need you guys to see this movie. I have to hear your reaction slash thoughts about it, right? And then – so then my first daughter and our, my youngest daughter went um, like the I get, very I, next I, night.
2: I maybe need to interrupt you real quick, Josh. Is, is, is this going to be committing political suicide if –
1: no, I don't think All so.
2: these things are behind the paywall since I don't, it's not like...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get your concerns, but...
2: <laughs> Talking about, you know, the the scary liberal movie or whatever. And my
1: scary liberal daughters, I guess. Uh,
2: I yeah. guess, yeah.
1: Anyway, so it was funny. So then, yeah, so the first and the youngest went the very next night, and then they were just like, Mom and Dad, you have to go see this. Mom and Dad, you have to go see this. And, you know, my wife at first was like, oh, you know, we, we just started having our youngest boy go to PG 13 movies, you know, and she's like, well, I don't know if is this is going to be appropriate for Jed. And
2: our daughters are like, eh. well, I, I, I take it. This was PG 13. It is PG 13. Yeah. Okay.
1: And and our daughters were like, yeah, there's nothing that bad for Jed, but like, he's not for the 10 year old, but he's not going to, it's going to be boring to him. That's kind of what they said. Like it, it just won't interest him. And so then it was like, okay, well, we're, we'll probably just go my, you know, my wife and I, and then it's to, to arrange her and my schedule is like it takes an act of <laughs> conference actually and so funnily enough like we happen to be on a family vacation um this this week and my oldest daughter came up for a couple days to this to this retreat where we're where we're all staying uh, i say family vacation this is with my side of the family kind of a kind of a um reunion type thing you know and she's like mom and dad why don't you let me drive into town with you and uh, I'll go charge my car while you go watch this movie. And I'm like, sure. You know, I'm I'm easy. I'm the easy schedule to go see a movie. I want to see it. I want to see movies all the time. Right. So, yeah. So my wife and I went and saw it like on a when Whenever I texted you guys, I think on a Tuesday afternoon, <laughs> like a Tuesday matinee. Here's this uh, middle aged white couple watching the Barbie movie with about, I don't <laughs> know, eight other people or whatever. So. Going to theaters gives me such mixed emotions these days because it feels like I rarely am in a theater that's full, you know what I mean okay, yeah, and when you are, it's like such a fun experience like I still see the I still see the value in a theater experience, but man, it's so easy to just be like, oh, I'll just wait till it's available on my home theater. you know what I mean
2: yeah, it is like the current expectation is that it is going to um, become the the number one grossing movie of the year. So, and in a lot of both in bigger cities that are not Arrow Falls, both um, um, Oppenheimer and Barbie, people have had a lot of issues with uh, actually being able to get uh, movies or tickets to the movies. So, it's, oh, it's really? Been, yeah, wow, it's that's
1: been, interesting. Oh, it's I been like super
2: that. full, super full um, slots. So,
1: so. So then, what I'm going to say, I think we're going to try to keep this as spoiler free as possible, right, Jay? Uh, sure, yeah. Because we're pitching to our co-host a little bit on this one, but like the most whoa, whoa, fun.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, hold on. I'm ready. I I plan on seeing it. the The issue is is that um we so my wife works for a school district, and um because she only works part time for the school district, she does not get any wages during the summer months. Right.
1: right. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: so we have to what be What a scheme. We have to be a little more careful with the way we spend money during the summer. And we we already we went to Oppenheimer um and my 17 year old daughter went with us so the three of us have already seen that and so i already spent money on oppenheimer and then we've also done some other summary things with some of our money so we just don't have the money available right now to go spend and and my to be fair my 11 year old is the one that's pushing the most to go see barbie oh don't that's know. funny i don't know why i don't it know.
1: must be the com- well i was gonna say i was about to say it must be the conversation on the playground but he's not at the playground right now
0: yeah i don't i don't know i don't understand it that's I, I, funny it's got to be so he watches a lot of youtube it's got to be something oh. you see on youtube oh, okay yeah. okay anyway so he wants to go which means at minimum i'm going to be taking four people which is yeah. 50 bucks like I, i'm just not anyway we'll we will we will see it yeah like, you're regardless like the regardless,
1: you're like the meme in tiger king right now i will never finance to recover from <laughs> yes. attending a movie
0: basically yes so like we will see it it's just it's going to be a couple of weeks out i I expect that it's going to be in the theaters for a while we'll see it at some point
1: well it's funny i'm thinking about it now like Regardless it's almost what you guys say. it's almost a blessing to me that my children are older and basically went and saw it independent of me <laughs> because i only had to buy two tickets in the end
0: yeah i I mean we'll get there eventually so it was a brilliant
1: play but what i was going to say that again this is totally nothing spoilery the the most fun thing jay for me about this movie has been just almost just listening to the sort of philosophical discussion between my wife and daughters and like sisters-in-law like i mean like here at this family reunion basically with everybody except for my very conservative parents like everybody is sitting and talking about this movie now, like, you know, wasn't this fun? And what did you think about this? And I mean, it's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to present like a doctoral thesis on the, like, that's the depth of like philosophical discussion. It feels like my
2: yeah, yeah. wife and, and daughters
1: have gotten to with this film.
2: Yeah. There's part of me that's like, it would be interesting to read like a, a deep dive of a bunch of different things. Like, you know, what's going on with Alan or, you know, et cetera.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
2: Um, so I take it the, the females in your life, it's been kind of universally loved. Is that correct? Uh,
1: I, that is correct. Like, I, I think, I think the only thing you could say is it's been like, maybe it's been loved in a slightly different way, depending on which, which female in my life you're talking to. But like my wife and daughter specifically have just like, just absolutely lapped it up.
2: What, what would you say were the things that you liked the most about the movie?
1: Um, actually it's funny because Deadpool annoys me because of how much he breaks the fourth wall, but there were a couple fourth wall breaks in this movie that were just the greatest thing ever.
2: Okay. That's fair. (laughs) I, uh, some of the things I liked about it, I, I, they used a lot more practical effects than I expected which I thought was nice. Um, I was surprised how much the movie was about Ken. Um, Not that, I guess I wouldn't necessarily say that he was the main story, but it was an important element of the story. Um, And it did, it did a really good job Uh, there. Obviously there were moments where it um, like, especially uh, there, there were, there were, it did a it did a good a good blend of being both funny but also having some serious points that that had a lot of um, good points or I don't know touching moments I guess I don't know how to describe it but um,
1: so I at the risk of getting myself in trouble again my one I guess complaint that I made to my wife and daughters as we were discussing this is I'm like I felt like especially towards the end it almost had the uh, Steven Spielberg AI movie problem where it was like four different endings. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like four different sermons, you know?
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> of these like life changing messages and well, did you think about this and what about this? And I'm like, slow your roll a little bit here. Like I'm, I'm still trying to absorb the, absorb the one monologue, you know? And so, but yeah, it some of those that were really good, I felt like there were too many of them.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean I could I could potentially see someone saying that. Um I do kind of feel like probably um I, I, I can't remember the character's name, but the actress's first name is America when the the mother in the story when she gives her speech, it's that felt to me like the most memorable uh yes. moment of the movie.
1: That 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 character's name is Gloria.
2: Gloria. That
1: and and Rhea Perlman's monologue or whatever you want to call it those
2: th-
1: those were all they needed in my opinion
2: mm. was, worth was, that, a was worth the price of admission
1: yeah i also th- yes i did think they were yeah i did think they were worth the, the price of it. um but yeah like my my wife was um visibly moved at multiple uh occasions in the movie mm-hmm. like yeah that doesn't so, surprise me and again when they get into their philosophical discussion i'm like oh yeah you guys were you guys were deep. There was a lot of thought going into this. Maybe I was more like Ken than I realized <laughs> I the
2: movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, well, especially in your family, Josh, you're just a, a Ken living in a Barbie world. That
1: is actually true. I, I think there's a meme <laughs> out there that's like – the, the, there's a movie post where it's like, she's everything – like he's just ken right like yeah you, you could do that pretty easily with my wife and i like <laughs> she's this 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 and this you know he's just he's just ken he's ken <laughs> um i didn't realize so i i guess i'm not good at paying attention to this kind of stuff i guess like you said they used a lot more practical effects than uh-huh. you expected them to like do you is that
2: what are what are an example of some of those so they did actually a a podcast i'd recommend for people that are interested in the movie or who are or who have watched it there's a podcast called the big picture it's on the ringer podcast network and this one's about two hours and the first half is three movie nerds talking about their opinion of the um of the movie and the other half is interviewing Greta Gerwig the director of it. Oh and cool. It, it was interesting, you know, hearing her experience making it. Um but for example when they are the scene of them a lot of it was was kind of old school movie mechanics and so for example when they are driving The car from Barbie land to, you know, the nation of California.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Or,
2: or vice versa. Um, That was a physical car behind there was like painted um, a soundstage that they created. You know, Barbie land was actually built. um, and, And we're so used to everything being, you know, like a Marvel green screen everywhere. Yeah.
3: Right. 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 Okay. The,
2: it's, I guess it's, it's easy to assume that that's what's happening, but it, that's, that's not what they uh, did in this movie. So I thought, I thought that was interesting.
1: That is interesting. And I presume it like significantly raised the cost of producing the movie. Right.
2: I don't know the answer to that. Hmm. Um, The, I, the budget I think was rumored to be around 140 million to make it and marketing was, you know, at least that much, maybe a little bit more, 140
1: million. That was the budget to produce it. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of money for a (laughs) non-action film. Feel like I just heard. I mean, who said Barbie was a non-action film, Trevor?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, I mean, it's kind of the expected starting price for, you know, any big, big summer movie. I'm
1: with Trevor. That is a remarkable
2: amount. Of, that's a lot of, of money yeah.
0: for a, a comedy slash drama slash non-action film. I don't, I don't care what sort of fu- summer film it is. That's a, that's a lot of
2: money. I mean, yeah, uh, you are empirically correct. That $120 <laughs> is a lot of money, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs>
1: that the greatest use of empirically correct that I've heard in my life. I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i don't know what else to say <laughs> oh, that's funny uh
1: i have to say uh i don't think we touched on it yet but like the casting well, in, let me just put it in
0: frame frame of reference go ahead
1: yeah frame of reference
0: we're ready oppenheimer cost 100 million to make you are kidding me right now no i'm not
2: let me let me make sure that i'm not just pulling this number out of my bunghole
1: uh, no i want to believe jay i mean it feels like if they did things like build a soundstage and st- i just feels like that's like really expensive it feels like part of why the marvel green screen movie kind of phenomenon exists is because it's a cheaper way well, to do things
2: uh, there's there's a lot going on there so mm-hmm. uh, the the first thing that pulls up and this is i guess multiple hits are saying this at this point but um gerwig evidently disclosed that the film's Budget was originally 100 million, and then it finally escalated and, and reached 145 million by the time they were done.
1: Oh, okay. Well, again,
2: yeah,
0: the, that's a lot of cheddar. That's that's true. John John Wick 4 cost 100 million to make.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, did listen? Did John Wick 4 build the Mojo Dojo Casa Dreamhouse?
0: <laughs> he did not have a pink corvette either. He, so. Is okay. that a real
2: product now? I really want to know. I I assume it has to be, right? And I assume that there has to be like depression barbie that is going to be hitting the <laughs> shelves soon.
1: Um is um what I was starting to say is uh, before before we created a new segment where we're stunned at the price of producing the Barbie movie. Um, I, the casting was like absolutely incredible. Like
2: which Robin. my friend worked on. And oh really? Yeah. 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 That was, that was when I said before that I, in the previous episode, I guess I should have disclosed my conflict of interest. Uh, <laughs> in this You're episode, right. a true scandal. All we wanted was ethics in In game podcast movie (laughs) journalism. (laughs) (laughs) But yes,
1: like one of my favorite one of my favorite fourth wall breaks is is the referral to the (laughs) casting. Like, oh my gosh, I honestly it might be my favorite line in the movie. (laughs) But like, just like kudos to kudos to everybody on that team, like because the casting and and you know even Ryan Gosling, I'm just like. Who knew that you could make, a, essentially Ken, a fascinating character? <laughs>
0: I'm still, I'm sorry, I'm still flabbergasted. <laughs> 145 million to make this movie. I love it. We are at we full flabbergasted for... Trevor over here, man. I, I, I'm like, I'm seriously. Look, I'm your going,
1: flabbergast is fully justified, Trevor. No, I'm going, <laughs> no I'm going argument. through movies
0: that I know that have released over the last couple of years and checking their budgets just to see like how flabbergasted I am. And just to give you reference, the Super Mario br- Super Mario Brothers movie also 100 million dollar budget. So it cost 45 million dollars more to make this than it did a full CGI. Animated movie.
1: Well, clearly they made the right
0: choice. Clearly, this was a wise investment, right? I mean, Dungeons okay. and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves, 150 million dollar budget. Same, same I basically, same like budget. This is now better than a dad joke segment ever. I'm just, I'm blown away. <laughs> Trevor, I'm, I'm going to be, okay. I, I won't be able to pay attention to the movie now. When I watch it, all I'll be like is,
1: I'll,
0: I'll be watching to see where the money was spent.
1: Wasn't there also an article that like the supply of pink pigment or paint or whatever in the world just like was all used up for this movie. So add that to your things to be stunned about, I guess is my point. <laughs> anyway, I just love keep carry on Trevor. If you want to do... just keep interjecting a sense of? Stunned, no, no, disbelief. I'm, d- I'm done. I, I am this here
0: point. <laughs> no, I'm done. Uh...
2: I, I, I do appreciate, um, The like the the cultural phenomenon, like the the whole Barbenheimer uh, thing has been we're we're going a a big group of like eight of us are going to uh, a semi nice restaurant um, this Sunday. And Brian has declared that everyone has to wear pink to um, to the restaurant. And, And we're not doing obviously anything related to Barbie It's just, I guess, an excuse to. For everyone to wear pink. So,
1: well, as long as you throw your outfits to one another and they pause briefly in the air to have their name spelled out, you know that that will make it all worth it. <laughs> <laughs> that might be all I have to say in the spoiler-free territory about this film, Jay. What what, else, what other questions do you have for me?
2: Um, yeah, no, I I think that uh that is probably good i I don't know did so we're we're basically at the end here josh did if if you don't do you have a dad joke if not i <laughs> i have a i saved one i mean I always do, but uh okay we I, can we can do like a double header,
1: but i want to hear your saved one yeah, this is exciting
2: <laughs> okay so uh so Josh, where do bad rainbows go?
1: I don't know jay where do bad rainbows go?
2: they go to prism it's <laughs> a It's a light sentence, and it gives them time to reflect. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) No, I'm good. I don't need to tell a (laughs) line. Jay wins. Give him the prize. (laughs) I went to prison. Oh, that's so good. Uh, That reminds me. I have a final recommend that probably should have been in the banter. This week, I read a graphic novel called Wolf. Beowulf. wolf it is a i would call it i guess a whimsical child's retelling of the ancient poem beowulf it is hilarious and irreverent like a dad joke i mean it is basically a 12 chapter dad joke it's beautifully illustrated like a super fun retelling of beowulf so little bonus
2: chatter for you there i i also have i'll oh, go ahead trevor
0: as you say, I have a topical dad joke. Okay. So f- for anyone who's ever worked at Twitter, you're now either an ex-employee or an ex-employee.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. And I need to see um, s- some more memes in the Discord uh, where they show the new Twitter headquarters to be the uh, X mansion I believe. And there's, you know, Charles Xavier is there and all that kind of stuff.
2: I, I do have a... Denk dune meme that I can do the audio version <laughs> of audio well. audio version okay all right so this is the meme format of you know the the first panel is the brain that is like not glowing at all and it says dune is about spice and the second panel the brain is starting to have like a few little lights that are glowing and it says Dune is about a complex political struggle between feuding noble houses over control of the desert planet Arrakis, the only source of the spice melange which enables interstellar interstellar travel. And then the next panel is the brain that has – it's it's fully lit up, and it says – Dune is a deep dive into complex political themes such as cult of personality, imperialism, colonialism, power relations, and populism, religious themes such as messianic figures, religious fanaticism, cultural imperialism, and deification, philosophical, philosophical themes such as free will, human nature, and the human condition. And finally, Dune is about ecology, how it shapes humans and culture, and how humans aim to control ecology. And then the galaxy brain that is exploding. It says it's gonna be so stupid. Dune is about worms. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Jay went to the internet today.
2: (laughs) I did my homework (laughs) so that we could all have joy.
0: Yeah, we, we. We spent a lot of time talking about the first Dune movie and we've said nothing about the second one. So that needs to be a topic on an upcoming episode.
2: Okay. Very well. You've, you've twisted my arm. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, let us know what you guys thought of Barbie. Uh, we'd, we'd love to hear the opinions of, other white males and
0: <laughs> who are our main demographic? Yes, <laughs> oh my
2: gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, chain attack. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>